Well, greetings and welcome, everyone, to the greatest spectacle in Indiana education leadership, the IAPSS Poll Position Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Taylor, and I'm here today to bring you maybe a little bit of an update and insight into the upcoming 2024 legislative session. You know, we're only 23 days from the start of this next legislative session, uh, and so I thought it would be good if we just had a little pre-session team talk about what we might anticipate, what might be out there, and how we as an association can continue to represent our members at the highest level at the State House. Um, right now, the legislative session is scheduled to start on January 8th and conclude on March 14th. It is the short session, which basically means not only is it shorter in days of length, but there's also no budget discussion or no monetary uh, legislation that theoretically is supposed to come across. And by every indication um, that I have had in talking to legislators and members at the State House, that's exactly what is going to happen in the 2024 session. Um, There's a real strong desire, I think, by all legislative members and leadership in both the House and the Senate to to really get this session moving smoothly without a lot of controversy, uh, without a lot of um, social issues there. And they really would like to, to finish up a little bit early, to be honest. And so we'll see if they can accomplish that. But right now, we're going to plan on this finishing about mid-March. If it finishes a little bit early, uh, all the much better for us. You know, uh, the way it stands right now, uh, it looks like last year will continue this year and the meeting dates. And so um, Chairman Jeff Rotz of the Senate Education Committee and Chairman uh, Bob Baining of the House Education Committee have indicated that their committee meetings, again, will be held uh, probably on Tuesday. Uh, So if there is an opportunity to testify or you want to tune in and watch the Education Committee videos, uh, they'll be right now scheduled to be on Tuesday. You know, in order to support that kind of across-the-board desire to uh, make sure that it's a smooth and efficient uh, legislative session, uh, there was an organizational day, some, some limitations put out there. Legislators will only be allowed five bills to submit to committee. Um, seven bills if you're the committee chair, but generally it'll be five bills. And so there'll be a, a reduced number of bills uh, across the board, not just in education, that will be reviewed and considered uh, uh, by the education committee or by any committee and then passed across the chamber so it can be uh, uh, considered by the other members uh, as well. Um, I think what that means is we will see fewer bills, but what we're probably going to see in the education world is some very large bills titled various education matters. Um, Those are generally the catch-all bills. And so legislation that may not stand alone as its own statute will be added to that bill. And so we can uh, be a little bit uh, on alert to what kind of information is put into those bills and how that will be addressed through the various committees. Now, you know, early on uh, throughout this uh, last uh, three or four months, We've, uh, we, the IPSS, has been very engaged with our legislators and uh, quite, uh, quite impressed with the fact that a lot of that engagement has been initiated by our legislators, uh, both with myself here at the IPSS office in uh, Indianapolis, but with a, with a lot of our members, they're hearing from their legislators, and this is a really good thing for us. Uh, when we talk about being at the table, uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. 
being engaged in conversation, being asked for input, being asked for reviews of statutes uh, before they're submitted to committee for consideration. Uh, IPSS is now getting a chance to, to really get our two cents in early, and we sincerely appreciate that from all our legislators. But more importantly, I want to thank all our members, our superintendents, for being actively engaged um, with the at-the-table process, so to speak, with a, with a number of legislators. So nice job. Um, it's just a, a good feeling to know we're at the front end and not the back end of, of getting involved with our legislative statutes that impact each of us. Uh, so, so here's what I'm hearing consistently, and I think that not only from legislators, but from staffers and different members that are at the State House right now and in the, in the Secretary of Education's office, there are really going to be three, maybe four main topics or statutes for consideration in education this year. Uh, one, first and foremost, is the issue of mandatory retention in third grade for failure in the IREAD assessment exam. Um, you know, there's a lot of focus on literacy in Indiana, the percentages of passing that we have, uh, the impact that that has on everything from economic development to just uh, preparation as they move into middle and secondary education, the whole focus on literacy. You know, last session we dealt with the uh, the statutes and, and the legislation that talked about science of reading and how in Indiana that is gonna be our focus for literacy instruction. Well, this is kind of the follow-up. And so there has been a lot of discussion on, on retention and there seems to be a, a very favorable uh, attitude at the state house to look at some type of mandatory retention for those students that do not pass the IREAD. Uh, we've had numerous discussions and myself and members of our association with legislators focused on a variety of issues, uh, not only about retention, but talking about some issues possibly as, um, you know, mandatory summer school uh, for students that, that don't uh, pass IREAD, looking also maybe at some, uh, you know, mandatory uh, pre-K or mandatory K, excuse me, not pre-K, mandatory kindergarten for our students to make sure they get that uh, extra year of focused instruction. Uh, so some of those things are coming up, talking about maybe literacy assessments in second grade, looking at a variety of, of opportunities, not just a line in the sand retention. But I do believe uh, from every indication that I have that retention will be the number one education issue in both the Senate and the House this year. And so we're going to work with our legislators and trying to figure out what that legislative uh, language looks like, but retention would be at the top. With that too, we'll have kind of a secondary issue, but equally important, and that's the issue of student attendance. Um, that surfaced here about three or four months ago. Uh, the data clearly shows that uh, attendance uh, in, in Indiana schools is is not there. We have as high as 18, 20% absenteeism and the impact that that has on instruction, specifically literacy at the early grades. Um, and while at, uh, attendance is an issue that impacts schools, it's not necessarily a school's position that they're able to influence student attendance. Um, that's more of a parental responsibility. And there are a number of alternatives that can be looked at outside of education and how that might be implemented, but there will certainly be some discussion about uh, some legislative uh, statute that will address and hopefully support better attendance uh, in schools. 
And then the third one, I think, is definitely going to be there for us. And in many ways, it'll have some positive impact will be deregulation language, uh, looking at moving back from the literally thousands of statues that have been put on the books in the last 15 to 20 years that address education in Indiana and looking at streamlining and increasing efficiency through some deregulation. And again, I've been very fortunate that several legislators have come forward uh, to speak to myself as well as other members of IAPSS legislative and policy committees about what are some of the challenges that schools have that uh, are placed there by statute that could either be modified or eliminated and therefore make the whole process a little more efficient. So I think deregulation will be there. And then kind of a surprising one that came out of nowhere about two weeks ago um, had no indication, and I don't know if anyone really did, but there now seems to be some interest in addressing cell phone use in schools. Uh, and legislation wants to take on that issue of, of how do we monitor or uh, really kind of control the use of cell phones and the potential disruption that they have. And so I haven't seen any legislation addressing that, but I've had several conversations with legislators and apparently there are other states that have successfully uh, taken on this use of cell phone. And then other than those four, I also think we'll see some tweaking, uh, possibly with uh, House Enrolled Act 1002, which was the work-based learning statute from last year, and then House Enrolled Act 1499, which is addressing some of the financial issues within the funding formula and specifically the operations fund. So I believe that those will also be at least out there talked about a little bit. Um, but again, uh, repeatedly have been told by both leaderships and, and a number of the uh, education committee members that this is going to be a non-budget, non-finance discussed year. Uh, we've had some preliminary discussions just on potential impact of the uh, curriculum materials bill and some of those issues, but I don't think we'll see a lot of... Uh, of motion uh, to move those kind of initiatives forward this session. But 2025 is going to be a huge year for that. So we'll get started and get prepared for that. So that's just a little bit of an update of what we can expect. Obviously, I want to thank uh, several folks. First and foremost, I want to thank you, the membership, for the great work you do in engaging your legislators at that uh, grassroots level. Um, they do listen. And IPSS is, is getting a well-deserved reputation as being a credible uh, reference for all legislators in all aspects of legislative statute and um, law. And so it's appreciated that everyone is engaged with that. I want to have a special, th a special thanks to, to our IPSS legislative and policy committees. Um, the, the men and women that work on those committees under the leadership of Dr. Jeff Butts and Mr. Paul Ketchum really do a phenomenal job in formulating the uh, legislative platform that IPSS uh, promotes and, uh, and provides to our legislators. And I can't tell you enough how we really uh, appreciate everyone's input and how that is having a positive impact impact. And really, as kind of a benchmark to that, I've had about six bills already presented to, to me uh, for our review, and I've shared those with members of the committees, uh, bills that address some Article 20 issues, some bills are talking about things like school improvement and how that can be modified or adjusted to reflect more relevant 
application to school needs today. Um, also, uh, maybe looking at a potential waiver on the application process for On My Way pre-K funding. Um, that obviously can be very cumbersome and very time consuming and therefore um, kind of have a potential negative impact for those schools that want to really get an effective pre-K program going and help that literacy initiative in a lot of ways. And so there's been some very um, positive comments made about looking at that legislation and how that can be modified to be uh, less restrictive and and more readily available to schools to apply for those grant dollars. Then in the issue of superintendent contracts, actually, we've had some good conversation. I expect to see some deregulation bills there, especially with regards to some of the requirements that are there for new contracts and renewal of contracts. Uh, currently, you have to put it on your website, and it has to be published in the newspaper, and there's time limitations and those types of things. Um, getting a lot of favorable feedback when we've talked about maybe reducing some of those requirements. The use of, of the newspaper as a publication venue seems to be not only antiquated, but can be very costly. So I really do believe that this is going to be a session where there'll be some good things come out of it for us and some interesting things um, that will come out for education in general. And as always, IPSS will be very engaged and uh, very much involved in the whole process of the 2024 legislative session uh, to ensure that we are well represented, not only in our position as superintendents, but also in our roles as educational leaders. So we're looking forward to it. But uh, before the session gets here, we have the holiday season to enjoy. And so I want to take this time to uh, encourage everyone to take time for not only yourself, but your family, uh, relax and unwind a little bit, enjoy Christmas, enjoy the New Year's celebrations, and and just the holiday season in general, allow that to be a blessing in your life, because certainly uh, the work you do is a blessing to many, many, many students and staff and community members from around the state of Indiana. So, so until the next IPSS Bobcast, this is Bob Taylor saying thank you for all you do, appreciate the work you do, be safe, and we'll have a chance to talk later on. Thank you. Uh -huh.